Hello everybody, I'm Sean and welcome back to the Croc Time podcast, delivering weekly updates on markets and geopolitics, providing you with valuable insights and unique perspectives on events and trends shaping the world. Today's focus is on two of the main food staples that make up the grain market, wheat and corn. But this doesn't mean that I won't be mentioning other agricultural commodities. The spot price of wheat and corn recently hit a bottom, falling around 20% since the start of the year. Since then, wheat and corn prices have jumped back up with strong gains in June. And guess what is its main driver? Of course, it's the growing weather concerns around the world. In fact, a significant dry spell is affecting key agricultural regions such as Northern Europe, the Black Sea region, the US, Argentina, Australia, and Southern Asia. It seems like every region is experiencing abnormal weather recently. Today's episode will provide a deep dive into the weather impacts on wheat and corn as their prices jump back up. We will look at the key producing nations and their recent weather trends. We will also try to understand what the return of the global climate event El Nino means for the world food supply. Don't worry, I'll explain what this means later. At the end, we also briefly look at where money managers are betting and putting their money on agricultural commodities. So let me put on my weatherman hat and let's cut to the chase. Weather conditions can impact food prices, and high food prices can have extreme economic, social, and political consequences. One of the most extreme and recent examples is the Arab Spring. One factor that led up to it was rising food costs. The Middle East is in fact extremely dependent on imported wheat. In 2010, Russia, Ukraine, China, and Argentina experienced historic droughts and torrential storms affected Canada, Australia, and Brazil, diminishing global crops and driving up food prices. Out-of-control food inflation led to uprisings, social unrest, civil wars, and the toppling of dictators. Food inflation is one of the worst types of inflations. You can't really run away from it. Let's now move on to the wheat and corn markets. I was surprised when their prices plummeted 20% this year. The main reason I thought this was strange was the fact that the first half of 2023 has witnessed some crazy weather. So I would have expected crop forecasts to fall and prices to rise. But only in recent weeks have markets finally gotten a hold of this trend. Let's look at some of the key agricultural regions around the world and see what's happening. Wheat prices last year fell because of an incredibly large harvest from the world's top wheat exporter, Russia. This year, both a lack of rainfall and sanctions because of the Ukraine war could have a large impact on its harvest. Its grain harvest could drop to 120 million tons or lower from 153 million tons the previous year. A lack of access to key technology for the agricultural industry is one of the main factors affecting the industry and leading to continued lower wheat crop forecasts. Wheat and corn exports from Ukraine are also slowing down because of the Black Sea Grain Initiative. Ukraine is still managing to find alternative supply routes, including through mainland Europe and ports on the Danube River, but it is not producing as much as it used to. 
The destruction of the Nova Kakovka Dam is raising additional supply-side fears. Conditions in the world's biggest corn producer, the U.S., are rapidly worsening. The Corn Belt, a region in the U.S. Midwest that dominates corn production, is experiencing very dry conditions. U.S. corn, rated in good to excellent conditions, continues to drop week after week and fell from 69% to 61% in just two weeks. Conditions in Illinois, the number two growing state, fell 19% just a few weeks ago. Corn crop is deteriorating at a pace not seen in years. Interestingly, corn supply is expected to rise between 2023 and 2024, but its potential yield is falling. The United States Department of Agriculture continues to revise down its crop conditions, leading to a potential supply challenges in the near term. Short-term drought conditions are severely affecting this agricultural exporting powerhouse. The situation in the Pampas, a vast fertile swath of land that is the lifeblood of Argentina's agricultural economy, is dismal. The country is gripped with the third year of a drought. Let me just put in perspective just how important Argentina is to global food production. In 2022, Argentina produced 8% of the global wheat exports, 18.5% of corn exports, and 40% of soybean oil and meals. Between 2021 and 2022, its exports were comparable to those of Ukraine's. However, forecasts continue to be grim, with the sector expecting one of the worst harvests in the last 20 years. Argentina's corn and soybeans projections are being downgraded on a monthly basis. For three consecutive years, the country has faced unusually hot and dry conditions. This can be explained as the world has witnessed an unusual triple-dip La Niña effect. What is La Niña, you may ask? La Niña is a global climate pattern which has wide-ranging effects on weather conditions around the globe. La Niña is characterized by strong winds that blow warm Pacific Ocean water away from South America and towards Asia, resulting in abnormal weather conditions around the world. Its effects include drier and cooler weather for South America and wetter conditions in Australia and Indonesia. The summer monsoon season in Southeast Asia tends to be greater than normal with La Niña, especially for India and Bangladesh, greatly benefiting their economies. Drier than normal conditions are also observed in the US and the Horn of Africa during La Niña. It was the first time this century that three straight La Niña years happened, hence the name Triple Dip. This has helped prolong weird weather throughout the world. However, forecasts are now pointing for a return of El Niño starting from this summer. El Niño is another global climate pattern characterized by much warmer Pacific Ocean water temperatures. El Niño years are usually hotter than average and it is widely believed that this could push the world past a new average temperature record. 2016, the world's hottest year on record, 
coincided with a strong El Nino. What are the effects of El Nino, you may ask? Well, it usually leads to colder, drier winters in Northern Europe and wetter winters in Southern Europe. It leads to more intense heat waves, prolonged hot seasons, and more powerful storms, especially for hurricane and typhoon activity in the Pacific. Indonesia and Australia will likely be much hotter and drier, with greater risk of wildfires. Monsoon activity in India might be reduced, while Eastern Africa might finally get much-needed rainfall. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA for short, recently issued an advisory announcing the arrival of El Niño, which formed one or two months earlier than usual. NOAA states there is a 56 chance El Niño will be strong and a 25% chance it reaches supersized levels. We are already seeing the effects of El Niño-like weather patterns affecting not only wheat and grain production, but also sugar, coffee, and frozen orange juice. Now that we got that out of the way, how is crazy weather, exacerbated by La Niña and El Niño, affecting other key wheat and corn producing regions? Asia is currently experiencing punishingly hot weather, with record-breaking temperatures throughout China and Southeast Asia. This could severely affect China and India, the world's first and third largest wheat producing nations. China and India could limit key agricultural commodity exports to ensure ample supply at home. Sichuan and Yunnan, two of the biggest Chinese regions, are also experiencing dramatic flooding. Hot and dry weather in Southeast Asia is also pushing up sugar and robusta coffee prices. Australia could return to a flash drought very soon during El Nino. Its government has recently cut its wheat production forecast by a third, affecting its exports to Southeast Asia. Europe, which has seen record warm and dry conditions throughout the winter, is coming off one of its driest summers on record last year. The EU is the second largest wheat producing region in the world, and it certainly is seeing its fair share of climate mayhem. Extreme April heat in Spain and Portugal made it feel like it was July or August. Heat and poor rains decimated Spain's wheat production and clobbered its olive production, resulting in the highest olive oil prices in 26 years. Water management is also becoming a central issue in Spanish politics. 2023 has been crazy for the UK. The driest February since 1993 was followed by the wettest March in over 40 years. This certainly hasn't helped the country's sizable wheat production. Drought conditions in France, the world's sixth largest wheat producer, that is if you exclude the EU as a whole, continue to worsen. Historic droughts in Italy's fertile Po Valley were followed by record-breaking floods. It's not just the wheat and corn markets being affected. The most important food source in the world, rice, is also in a crisis. 
It is set to log its largest shortfall in two decades this year because of bad weather in China and Pakistan. Conditions don't seem to be improving around the world and crops will continue to struggle as climate change and global weather patterns worsen the situation. As we can see, the supply outlook for the wheat and corn market is not good and production forecasts continue to fall. Key agricultural regions are being severely impacted by abnormal weather and higher prices are likely for us, the final consumers. One final question, though, is still missing. Well, what do the people managing billions of dollars and trading in these markets think about future prices? Strangely enough, they are bearish. Let's get into more details. Money managers, which include leveraged traders such as hedge funds, remain key actors in the grain market. By looking over the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission Commitment of Traders Report, COT for short, we can see the positioning of this group of traders. This group mainly tends to anticipate, accelerate, and amplify price changes that have been affected by fundamentals that is weather and growing patterns. This group usually buys into strength and sells into weakness. The latest COT report saw short covering in corn. What does this exactly mean? The previous weekly COT report had the biggest amount of short contracts for corn since August 2020. Since then, the short contracts have been cut in half. This is called short covering. The net short in CBOT wheat, a common benchmark, which has been in place since July of last year, recently hit a five-year high. Positioning in soybeans, which has seen a net long since mid-2020, was cut to neutral amid oversupply fears from South American exporters. Overall, the net position of money managers is a net short, which is usually common for this time of year but it is well below historical averages. The Wisdom Tree Grains Exchange Traded Commodity, ETC for short, tracks the Bloomberg Grains Index with exposure spread across soybeans, corn, and wheat. It recently hit a 14-month low, and since the first quarter of 2022, it has fallen by almost 50%, reflecting a lot of pessimism in the agricultural space. Therefore, money manager positioning continues to be short, reflecting expectations of lower prices for key agricultural commodities. But Sean, doesn't this go against everything we said before about the supply outlook? Well, yeah, you're right. But this group of traders accelerates and amplifies trends. The trend was bearish until now. When they start to wake up on the supply disaster in front of them, maybe they'll start positioning differently. As we highlighted before, this El Nino is really big for weather systems and could significantly turn the tide for the entire agricultural industry. We are already seeing dropping production in almost all key agricultural regions. Prices for corn and wheat are rising rapidly this month. We will see the next few weeks if money managers jump back in. The climate is crazy. Thinking that a crazy climate will lead to ample supply and lower prices in agricultural products 
is pure nonsense. A crazy climate will inevitably lead to less production and higher prices. A crazy climate will lead to food inflation, water scarcity, and countless other challenges. Let's just hope we'll be ready for higher wheat and corn prices and a crazy climate. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Croc Time. Please leave a review and follow me on Instagram, and I'll be back next time with more insightful research.